that other than to yeah. say that I know that whatever God seems to do on campus does tend to reverberate wider. Yeah. And, act- and actually, if, if students or whoever can get hold of something during their time at uni, then wherever they end up afterwards, that's going to have a real impact. Hello and welcome to the Together podcast, a conversation about faith, justice and how to change the world. I'm Dan and today I'm joined by Kat, Hannah and Shahani. How are you guys doing? Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. You enjoying the last bits of sun before autumn kicks in? Yeah, yeah loving absolutely. it. Absolutely. I mean, we're recording live from sunny Cardiff um, and actually really enjoying the Welsh sunshine. Yeah, we had actually, the Welsh rain yesterday. Actually, it is sunny. Got a bit of a tan. <laughs> <laughs> Really hoping it lasts a little bit longer that I'm clinging on to summer. For today's episode, Chris had a chat with Ralph Pedley from Campus Awakening. They talked all about how to navigate uni life as a Christian, so stay tuned for that. Which leads us nicely onto this week's topic for What in the World? So this is What in the World, where we discuss some of the big talking points in recent news and culture. Kat, you're up. What have we got today? Well, it's the first week of October, which means most, if not all, students are heading back to uni or going for the, to uni for the first time. So are there any tips that you guys could think of, maybe preparing someone for the first time? So I went to uni, um, and before I went, the thing that I was most nervous about was meeting people quickly enough yeah I think probably one of my top tips would be to just seriously take the expectation off the first week mm. of term whether that's freshers week or just the first week in general um because actually that is just a fraction of getting used to uni getting used to living away from home and making friends that's just the tip of the iceberg and actually there's so much more good stuff to come after that so just take the pressure off that first week would be my top tip yeah I remember the first evening that I moved in I was feeling kind of out of place I was so excited to be at uni but at the same time obviously I was super nervous about yeah like you said meeting people um, and just I guess like where I'd fit at uni But one of the first things I did do was look for the Christian Union on Mm -hmm. campus um, during Freshers' Fair. And also they help you link into a church Mm -hmm. locally. And so that really helped me to just feel at home really quickly. Mm -hmm. And they were just so welcoming. And you find people who can come alongside you and support you and just be there for you from the start. So, yeah, that would be one of my top tips sure to just join as soon as possible don't put it off because it you can like get caught up in um oh I just want to meet as many new people as possible but try and first you know get to know your flatmates and find the Christian Union or just a local church I guess that's a, that's a good priority isn't it for whether you're going to uni or not going to uni because yeah. you're those years like 18 19 20 21 that sort of time is such a good time to work out what your faith means to you mm-hmm. and what the stuff on the paper means in your life, what the stuff yeah. you've experienced growing up means for you as an adult. Um, and so whether you're going to uni or not, actually finding a church that helps you explore that exactly. is so good and it really should be like top priority. In terms of going back in second and third years, what were you guys like in changes in attitude between those? Because you know how like 
first year, just get that pass, get that 40%. <laughs> then second year, probably try and start a little um, work maybe occasionally. <laughs> and then third one's the, the, like, the one that matters, right? So were you guys the type of people that followed that pattern or were you like give it all from day one, year one? I actually had a really difficult time my first year of uni. Um, mainly, I think mainly because, well, there's a couple of reasons. One was that I don't think I jumped straight into it and kind of prioritised university over like other things I was doing. But also I just didn't feel like I found community um, in my first year because I was so still heavily involved back home. So not that it was a bad thing, but I felt like I should have really prioritised university and the people there. Uh, but mm. I kept going back home like most weekends when people would do social mm, things. Yeah. So I missed out on that first connection. And then honestly, by the end of the year, I was so close to not coming back. Mm. Um, so... I really encouraged because I know I had a lot of friends um, that really encouraged me who were a year ahead and were going to different universities um, to really just, you know, go back and try and see how the second year goes. Because I know a lot of people felt that way after the end of the first year, because maybe the courses and the modules that you're doing aren't really as specific as you want them to be or as relevant as what you thought they were going to be. And you just think, oh, this is not for me. I'm going to go. And I honestly was so close to just never going back. But I decided to head back to uni and, you know, give it six months till Christmas and then see how I feel then. And honestly, it must be God because I felt like to go to uni, it was a god decision because he wanted me to meet people there and before christmas even before christmas i was like this is where i need to be because i was loving the modules i was loving the people there i met so many great people um not met but reconnected and kind of went deeper in relationship with a lot of people so mm-hmm. yeah it is a funny time isn't it because it's it's so stretching in so many different areas like you're meeting loads of new people and trying to work out who you are like socially as a person you're exploring your faith in a different way you are being challenged in your subject or your course in a way that you wouldn't have experienced in school Mm -hmm. you're learning how to just look after yourself in a different way from when you maybe lived at home and there's so many areas of uni that are really challenging and that's something when I went back in second year I remember sitting down we had tutorials with some of the third years and I remember being feeling so much pressure hearing them talk about their project and what they were doing at uni and um, just because they had they had a whole extra year of learning under their belts and they were talking in a certain way and their work looked a certain way and their projects were at a certain stage and I remember just thinking like oh my goodness like I am feeling so much pressure from this but I think actually embracing that stretching and challenging at uni is so good um, and it's it's easy to say that in hindsight I suppose but just trying to remember at the time that actually you it is a stretching time and you're learning loads of new things and not to compare yourself necessarily to the year above or the year below or even other people in your year who are experiencing uni in a different way because we're all stretched yeah. in different ways and all challenged by different things and find different things more difficult than other people and you know I think just making the most of, of where you're at and the stage that you're at is in hindsight is um would be a really good thing to do. <laughs> yeah, definitely, because there's the academic side of that as well. But also, 
just stretching yourself in terms of what God's calling you to do. Right. So depending on your course, you know, I mean, I'm speaking on my experience of maybe this tells you more about my course than anything else, but <laughs> like I ha- you have more time than you ever do in your the rest of your yeah. life <laughs> when you're at university mm-hmm. and you're kind of counting out the hours of the lectures and you're saying, okay, that's seven hours a week that I'm committed to. And <laughs> so like you not only do you have loads of time, but you're probably never going to be surrounded by so many mm. like-minded people who are the same age as you, have the same energy as you. Um, and so we've seen in recent years and decades uh, movements spark off university campuses because there's been a collective um, need and desire to make a difference. So I was reading the other day about a campaign that was looking at making sure universities um, divested money that they um, they were investing in fossil fuel companies. And so universities have, have an amount of money that they um, invest in different places in order to earn interest and over time they get the money back and they fund it into the university. So actually making universities think about where their money was being invested and students mm-hmm. having the power to be able to change the direction that the unis are taking is quite an incredible thing. Yeah, I love that. And also we have loads of time to do that. You yeah. know, you've got six hours of lectures, great. Make sure you get 40% year one, great. Make sure you get a really good result and you're proud of it, great. Um, you know, but also what can you be doing with that time, right. with those resources, um, and how can you be pursuing all that God's calling you to do? I saw this article, um, which was really cool, on BBC News, I think, and they were saying that there's there two universities that have, one has actually banned beef, from their canteens and the other one has reduced the like the beef products in their canteens to reduce their carbon carbon footprint and it was very much that it it came from student student union so it's something that like young people are doing so that's quite cool right there's definitely a thing of like keeping your eyes up a little bit like looking up above your next deadline or um the uni experience like there's so much potential of what you can experience at uni and whether that's getting involved with, you know, different political things or lobbying or creative things or church yeah. life or leadership. There's so many opportunities. And when you lift your eyes a little bit to life beyond university, like that bigger picture, mm-hmm. like how can you make the most yeah, of your time exactly. there? Mm-hmm. Um, Were you guys part of any societies? I like joined the Salsa Society nice. in my second year. Is that the, the, the dance fun. or the dip? That's literally what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> because I'd be more interested in one of those than the other. Well, well no, I'm pretty sure... Um, I think I was speaking to James the other day and he had joined the tea society where he drank oh, wow. tea. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, we're in I was part of the hockey club for a while. Nice. But it was very far away, so I gave that up pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> I was not good. <laughs> I actually took economics as a module. So my degree was sociology, but I took economics as a module purely so that I could join the economics football team because my mate was in it. (laughs) (laughs) I know nothing about the economy now. (laughs) But I did play a lot of football. Nice. Also, I just loved how Dan was talking about meeting like-minded people because I found that for sure when I went to university, but at the same time, I loved being exposed to people who thought very differently to me. So I came from a small town in the East Midlands and I stayed at the same church since I was about five years old. And so I was just like, oh, everyone thinks the same as like um, this church or like this area. And as soon as I went to uni, 
I met like loads of different people in the Christian Union or just like in the area and I'm like whoa like yeah we're all Christians but they have so many different perspectives on different issues and stuff and so that was at first kind of a shock to me I'm not gonna lie but then it's great because then you start asking questions you start growing in your faith in that and yeah stretching yourself as a person as well and asking God like yeah where like where in the Bible does it say this like about this issue where do you stand on this um, and then you get to form like opinions through that, through your relationship with Jesus. Mm. So, and quite often you end up living with those people you disagree with, particularly first yeah. year, but also sometimes second and third year. Yes. So there's also a lot about learning how to be gracious with people when you disagree about some really fundamental things, whether that's you're living with non-Christians or you're living with Christians who believe yeah. different things exactly. to you. You know, like it's not just oh I went to college with them; it's like I'm living in their pocket, <laughs> right next to them. So that's some great advice all round. So let's see if any of the same tips come up in Chris's conversation with Ralph. Hey, my name's Ralph Pedley. I head up Campus Awakening in the UK. We're based in Manchester, but work all over the country and into Europe as well. Sweet. So how did you end up at Campus Awakening and kind of what's, what's that mission, what's that about? Yeah, so I'm, well, I've been in Manchester for 14 years. I came here as a student, uh, knew that I was going to be involved in church leadership some way, somehow, didn't really know what, what that was going to look like, but yeah. quickly quickly found myself part of a church that was really connected on campus, going after the presence of God and just felt so at home and so part of it. So, um, yeah, I just, I just got involved and um, started with our student ministry, you know, doing all the classic student lunches, social, yeah, yeah. all those kind of things. But quickly, we just um, became in bigger conversations around the city with other churches and church leaders around what it looks like to be united on campus and in particular yeah. what, what it looks like to do mission together on campus, which is a big thing for us. So, yeah. Just in, in that whole kind of uh, environment, those conversations, we started to do a few things across churches and worship nights and other bits and pieces. And then yeah. we just really felt God's theorist to continue with that and actually um, to bring a bit of strategy and um, like missional stuff behind it. So um, yeah. we were kind of thinking all that through. And at the same time, we were getting uh, super connected as a, as a church with the guys at Jesus Culture. So yeah, um, yeah most people probably heard of them for music and um, yeah. have been to a worship night or something. And that's obviously a, a really big part of who they are and what they do. But Behind the scenes, it's all about how to raise up revivalists, how to yeah. see a whole generation come to know Jesus and uh, really be on fire and take him into every sphere of society. So we were just chatting with those guys and they had a massive heart for the UK and, and in particular for yeah. students. And um, and what was really fun is like a lot of American ministries have a bit of a bad rep. You know, sometimes they can be like, right, we're just going <laughs> to come over, bring our stuff, you know, buy our product, yeah. that kind of thing. But um. Banning and the guys at JC are, are really just built around relationship. And so we um we just were chatting to them and they were like, Hey, we love what's on your heart, we love what you've been going after in Manchester. Like, could we could we partner together? Could we do something that maybe yeah. puts a bit more legs on this thing, a bit more strategy behind it? And um yeah. and that was where, where Campus Awakening was born in the UK. Um awesome. so we just yeah, we just started stuff in Manchester and kind of agree from there. Awesome. So Let's go back a bit. There was something you said that I thought was pretty interesting. You said uh, you're doing a lot of kind of like missional stuff 
on campus, kind of, I guess, like anyone who's been involved in a, in a Christian union, union at uni will probably have a kind of idea in their head about what that means. Uh, but you said that you were like talking to churches in the city, kind of being like, this is how we do like unified sort of missional work. So yeah. for you, do you kind of see that lacking in like the greater church outside of like uni campuses? That's a big question. I don't know if I feel quite qualified to <laughs> comment entirely on that. But um, yeah, I mean, what I guess what we were experiencing was um, at a leadership level, there was a real sense of um, togetherness. And actually, yeah. what God's doing in the city is about more than just one particular church. And actually, yeah. if we, if we want to see revival, if we want to see what's on God's heart, then it's going to look like this church and that church and this ministry and that ministry going Yeah like experiencing the fullness of God and getting like firing on like all cylinders. So um, yeah. that's always, that's what we were experiencing like behind the scenes that was leaders and we would meet regularly to chat and pray and just hear what was going on and encourage each other. Yeah. But at the same time we were finding like actually students were a bit more tribal. Um, yeah. And often, often that um, isn't really a negative thing in the sense that they're not being, mean they're just super excited about the thing that they're connected in so whether that yeah. is their church or CU or anything else like um, students are a really passionate group of people and so they're like oh yes this thing that I'm doing is amazing and so yeah. sometimes in immaturity that can then get expressed in defining differences so oh, we're this kind of church and they're that kind of church and that means we're good at this and they're, they're bad at this and all those kind of yeah. things so we were just like oh there's a real discrepancy here between actually what is on the heart of most leaders and actually what students are experiencing so that's kind of where yeah. we started in terms of how can we start to change the narrative around that and um, yeah. and actually be a part of that and where that sits within the wider church um i'm I, yeah i don't feel like i can comment on that other than to yeah, say that sure. i know that whatever god seems to do on campus does tend to reverberate wider yeah and actually, and actually if if students or whoever can get hold of something during their time at uni then wherever they end up afterwards that's going to have a real impact yeah no for sure well, i guess the like the nature of being at uni is that you are in the mission field in a sense yeah. i guess and uh i guess for a church depending on like of course every church is different but the ultimately most of the time a church is kind of operating a come to us and and for this whereas uni is very much well you're here in the midst of it so you have to just kind of spread out almost like a virus how do you see that kind of tension because you you're an assistant pastor as well right yeah yeah so how do you how do you see that kind of playing out in your church life and in like uni uni mission how does that kind of cross over yeah totally um and there is definitely that tension between like um, gathering and sending. Mm. Uh, and I think um, particularly this time of year, like if you work for a church, I actually um, I actually don't work, work on staff at the local bit anymore. I'm kind of focused nationally. But for a number of okay. years, I was I was holding both those roles together. So I definitely like felt that tension. And yeah. um, I think it's 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 a heart attitude, first and foremost, like actually. Yeah. Um, if you are going at it with, I need to gather X number of students to justify my student ministry, then yeah. you're, na you're naturally always going to be thinking of like, I need, I need to get people in, in order to mm. validate what I'm doing. But um, if you can sort of flip it and actually start to think, 
well, I'm going to trust God that whoever comes to us, like, and we're going to be intentional about that. We're going to, you know, make it as yeah. easy as possible for students. Of course we are. Um, but also, like, we don't own students. Like, you, you don't own yeah. anyone who's in your church. And so, actually, every student that walks through your doors is a gift. Yeah. And so it's like, how can we actually use those people, whether there's five of them or whether there's 105? Yeah. Like, actually, and and think about sending them rather than just thinking about gathering. Yeah. So. So that for us has been the mindset shift between not just, okay, I need to get people in, but actually how can I get the people yeah. that are in out and then and get them to sort of have a picture for campus and have a picture for what God wants to do that we can yeah. send, send them into rather than take them away from, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, definitely. And it makes sense because I feel like for the majority of students, they're there for uni and then we'll go after three, four years. Yeah, totally. Um, so it do, it does make sense why why kind of have this weird like kind of you are ours and then <laughs> it gets to the gets to the end of the third year it's like oh, okay bye <laughs> Do you know what I mean um, so yeah I think it's I think it's a really cool kind of approach to have for you when you were a student at uni how how was that for you were you Christian before you got there yeah so I grew up in a little Methodist church just in a little village so um, I yeah I'd grown up knowing Jesus going to church like it was always yeah. really small just hanging out with my sisters my mum was a Sunday school teacher yeah. so that um but I, I like I said earlier I knew I wanted to be involved in leadership I'd felt like God put that in my heart like um I was convinced I was gonna be a footballer like I was it's gonna be me it's gonna I'm gonna make it but um, <laughs> but I was about three years too old before I realized it wasn't gonna happen <laughs> But then after that, the only thing I ever wanted to do was uh, was lead in the church, and yeah. I did. It's not like I'd seen someone on the stage and been like, right, "I want to be them." Like I, I was just in this tiny little church, but I just kind of had this like internal thing that I think God put there. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I came to uni as a Christian. I kind of came looking for church, looking for family. Yeah. So, um, in a way, I'm it was kind of like a student worker's dream in that I just wanted to get connected and wanted to get plugged in. But I think. Um, Uni was massively significant, though, because I moved from, I guess, just knowing about God to actually walking with him in a bit of a deeper relationship and starting yeah. to experience him and encounter him and, you know, pray for healing, share prophetic words, all those kind yeah. of stuff, which I I always believed in and respected and like saw my sisters do and my mum do, but just, I don't know, thought it wasn't for me. But then there was yeah. something about that uni environment where there's tons of other people my age that there's a sense of kind of got yeah. moving and newness and opportunity that I was just like oh there's actually so much more depth available for me mm. which is interesting right because there's kind of this general kind of narrative of like uni for a Christian is kind of like going into the world into this war zone of like your faith is going to be like Totally. like destroyed like do you know what I mean but actually yeah, yeah. for you it did the complete opposite yeah well and I did theology as well at a secular okay. uni so it was okay. kind of like double that like, everyone's just like oh you okay <laughs> he's still a Christian <laughs> it's just like yeah it's just great <laughs> yeah but it, it's interesting that whole like um yeah I think war zone mentality is probably a good way of putting it mm. like actually you sort of parents or youth workers or whoever can be like all right I just want to pack my student often just hope that they manage to get through the three years and stumble the way out the other end yeah. and maybe still be a Christian and then they could live a nice Christian life for the rest of their days and everything's all going to be good but I think what we're seeing yeah. on campus is actually churches really like no we don't just want to settle for that we don't just want to mm. like 
give students some food and you know help them with some practical stuff like we actually want to see yeah. them like thrive in their faith and actually what an amazing opportunity because like never again will you be surrounded by so many different people mm. like literally in your halls is like how many people literally living with you that probably have never heard about Jesus before it's just an incredible yeah. opportunity so I think if our mindset is just about survival I think we're selling students short because yeah. actually there's something that can happen in those years at uni that um, can be so significant both for them and for all the people around them 100%. I, I think there's something to be said about, like you said, being around so many people who just think completely different to you. Totally. Just like don't even, like the, the basis of the conversation starts way differently from like uh, uh, come to church. It starts at uh, how do you feel like the world works? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Totally. How was that for you, like you said, being a theology student in a secular university? Yeah. How was that for you? Yeah, it, it, it was cool. Like, um, I definitely got introduced to stuff that I'd never heard about before. Um, and even just, even simple things as like, oh, who actually wrote this bit of the Bible? Like mm. those kind of questions. Like they were yeah. all, like I'd never even encountered them. Um, I don't I don't know if it's just my personality that um, I'm just trusting slash gullible, but I never, <laughs> like, like I, I never found that a massive issue because yeah. it just, it all resolved for me in the person of Jesus. And it's just like, oh, actually, if, if maybe Luke did write Acts or maybe he didn't, like, actually, I believe that what God wanted to be in that book is there and everything yeah. I, I need from it is there and I can use it. So yeah. um, for me personally, I didn't find that too hard. I guess in terms of like wider than just my course, there's, lots of different ways that people are choosing to live um, and like just, yeah, different um, worldviews and perspectives and all that kind of thing. But um, it was just really interesting to experience that because it was new for me and it, having grown up in a little village that everyone was pretty much the same. Yeah. And, uh, and I just found it really interesting and actually a real blessing to be able to connect with different people. 100%. And um, I think it's really interesting just hearing your story it's kind of how, I don't know, it feels like you had a proper foundation before you even arrived. Yeah. Um, how important is that, I guess? I mean, it's, there's such like a myriad of different ways or, or different positions people are at in their lives with, with their faith. Um, yeah. But how important is it to have some sort of foundation? Yeah, I mean, totally. It's been a massive blessing. Um, I guess often there's not tons that you can do to control it. Mm. and because like I a lot of my foundation was not because of me yeah um, like actually it was decisions that other people made whether it was my parents so um like my mum like I said she was my Sunday school teacher and um, she's amazing like um and just seeing her yeah. like live her life and choose God and um so my dad died when I was young when I was five he had bowel cancer so that. so um my mum kind of was she got remarried a few years later, but there was that sort of period in the middle where she was looking after us pretty much on her own. And, yeah. and but just uh, even looking back, I don't, I never feel like I lacked anything in my childhood. Um, mm. And that was obviously stuff that she did, but also kind of the way God blessed us. And, and even, yeah, it's kind of cool story, but um, a few years ago, I was cleaning out some old stuff and um, found a journal of my dad's and mm. um, there's just loads of stuff in it. And, uh, I thought it was like some sort of training course that he'd been on because it was like there would be like a scripture text and then some points that he was he was writing and yeah um, 
and then I realized towards the end of it, it was a bit more, it was just him and his kind of personal study and his, his journal. Yeah. And then the, the last entry was from like a week before he died. Like, and all the way through, mm. he's, um, I, I realized that it was all about healing. So he's just looking at like, he'd had cancer for a couple of years. He was really diving into yeah. what's, what's God say about healing? What's, what's God's promises for me and really grappling with that stuff. And, yeah. and, and even his last couple of entries were all, like there was faith in his words that God was going to heal him yeah but, um, but the very last um bible passage was at Deuteronomy 29 uh, yeah. um, where it's like choose life and it will go well not just for you but for your children and your children's children mm-hmm. um, and that was the last thing he wrote and I just I read that I was just like wow this this is incredible yeah. like, like even in the midst of like all his pain he he knew he was going to die. Mm. Like he knew that's where he was heading. Like I didn't. I was five. I didn't know this at the time. Yeah. But, um, but looking back, even so, he was still choosing God. Um, yeah. And he was still believing that God was good. And I totally believe that. Not only is that a good example for me, but like in terms of a spiritual inheritance, like mm. I'm so blessed because of that. Um, and actually, even though he didn't experience healing like there and then, I know that he's with Jesus, and I know that I'm. I'm yeah. blessed and I have a foundation because of choices that he made. So um, I guess in terms of how, like thinking of yourself or whether you're at uni or wherever, and you can't mm-hmm. necessarily control your environment. You can't control your parents. You can't control the situations you're in. Um, but I guess you can choose to, um, to trust that yeah. God's with you and that he's good. And that actually you can, you can make some choices now that are going to benefit you later, but also could benefit your kids and your kids' yeah. kids and all these kind of things. So I just yeah. feel like I'm, I've been swept up in like blessings from previous generations and that's just been, that's been amazing. Just going to interrupt you there to share something really exciting with you. Our young adult gatherings are back an immersive day exploring the global issues of our generation with hands-on workshops, messages from leading voices and practical takeaways that help us take another step towards ending extreme poverty. And this time, it's all about plastic. We'll be holding three events around the UK, each featuring an extra special meal. We'll be in Glasgow on the 26th of October and in Manchester and Belfast on the 9th of November. Early bird tickets are now on sale for just £20 each. To book, head to www.wear.tfund.org forward slash gathering. See you there. Yeah, amazing. That's like really inspiring to hear. And, and I think it really even connects to that experience of being a student at uni. It's yeah. just very kind of like, gone in a whisper sort of time totally. actually you can leave something behind yeah. with the people that you meet and actually the effect that you have on campus so yeah incredible yeah yeah totally. and so we at uh, we are tier fund our our whole thing is you know we care about uh poverty and we believe that we're a generation that can end extreme poverty yeah um, I and we believe that's like a call of of jesus like that's not not separate to the gospel like justice and jesus are like one in the same totally um, so for you guys at campus awakening is that something that you kind of think think about how does that outplay in what you do yeah absolutely I, like yeah i love that i think because it just moves you away from like a cerebral christianity or even like um 
like the point of Christianity is just to get into heaven. You know, like mm. if I if I get the barcode on me and yeah. uh, like if I say the right prayer, that when I die, God scans me in his till and it says you can go in and it's all yeah. good. Like um, I totally think the, well, the gospel is good news for the whole world right now. Like yeah. actually, and and so it's for us. We talk a lot about the kingdom and what does it look like to bring the kingdom wherever you set your foot. Yeah. Not just can you convince someone about the rational claims of Christianity. Yeah. But can you actually introduce them to the person of Jesus and can you actually bring them into this mission that God is is mm. outworking throughout the earth, uh, which looks like it looks like blind eyes seeing deaf ears open, but it looks like unjust systems being broken down. It, it looks like yeah, eradicating poverty. It looks like yeah. um, taking climate change seriously Um, all those kind of things. Yeah. And um, so, uh, yeah, we, we're really passionate about about that kind of holistic approach to what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Um, and yeah. it, it is going to affect every decision you make in every part of your life. And um, yeah. and so, yeah, which I think it just really opens up the Christian experience to not just, I go to church on Sunday, yeah, I, I do some mission because I feel like I ought to do some evangelism because <laughs> yeah. I've been told that's a good thing. <laughs> but, but actually, how can I bring my unique contribution to mm. God making the world look like he always intended it to look. Yeah. And how how do you, like, how do you inspire that in the students that you work with? Because I know even for myself, when I look back at uni, there's, like, certain things that maybe I could have got involved with more or, or I could have gone, put myself out there a bit more, like, gone on a bit of a limb, tried something new. And it's only when yeah. I finished, I was like, well, I wasted that. <laughs> Not yeah. really. I mean, I could enjoy you. <laughs> so, um, I think, yeah, it's tricky. I mean, I like I look back at opportunities I had at uni and I just like, oh yeah, if I if I knew what I knew now and if I was in the place I was in now, I feel like I'd do a better job of yeah. like evangelism, whatever. And um, and I, I just that's part of maturity, isn't it? As as you grow up, and um, it's mm. good to look back at that in a way of inspiring yourself for the future, but um, not to beat yourself up. But yeah, I guess for us. Um, our big thing is trying to move from external motivation to internal motivation. Mm. So, so actually, like, if I know that I'm God's son, if I know that I'm his daughter, I know that he loves me, and I know that he's called me, I know that he's promised to be with me, I know that he's empowered me, he's given me authority, he's promised to go ahead of me, all these kind of things. Yeah. Um, and I start to see the campus as he sees it, like, with his love, like, not, not judging it according to its sin or what it's not, but actually, yeah. oh, this is something created in God's image that um, maybe isn't experiencing that right now and needs help getting there. Like if yeah. we can take people on that journey, um, that's we feel like that's got more longevity than just you got swept up in, oh, other students were doing this thing yeah. um, and I did it and now I've graduated. Oh, I just don't really care anymore. I'll just go and live my life. Yeah, so definitely. that's kind of a big picture of what we're trying to do. Obviously, like there's steps to that and, you know, we do, we do create, times of gathering we do put on events we do do those things because you need those catalytic moments yeah. for like to have a go at something or try something mm. but all the while it's it's coming back to like who are you becoming like what yeah. kind of person are you becoming in this and so like the dream is you find a student in their first year you know help them set on fire for Jesus they're going out every day like just living for him seeing all kinds of things like that's the dream but um quite often people are in process and so maybe maybe you start to see stuff at uni maybe it doesn't bear fruit for a few years later and, and that's okay because yeah 
ultimately it's God that empowers stuff. It's God that does stuff. And we're just trying to be faithful in the bits that he's given us to do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's amazing. And, and so part of like your strategy in doing that, like you said, was uh, so you have events and stuff. You also have a uh, campus as like a publication. Um, yeah. So you just recently brought up volume two, right? We did. And you guys are in it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Chima putting in the good work. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. yeah so how what's kind of the thought behind that what's the what's the hope of what you're trying to achieve with that yeah totally uh, we just well we've been doing like similar things in Manchester for years like making little guides for freshers and the heart behind it is like if we just met a student once if they just came mm. to church once um could we put something in their hand that would really help them in their journey that would yeah just encourage them to go after Jesus and so we're basically like well what would that look like on a bigger scale? Like, how could we start to speak to a whole generation of students right across the UK and actually share some of the stuff that we feel like God's put on our heart? Um, and at the same time, like, can we make it beautiful? Can we make it substantial? Can we make it the kind of thing yeah. that you don't just chuck away that feels like another leaflet, but actually yeah. um, you keep and you, you know, put on your coffee table put on your shelf and it's yeah. still there in, Fe- in February when you've come in from a night out and it just happens to catch your eye and you go and read yeah. it. That thing. So, um, yeah we wanted to make something that, that really reflected who we were and gave a really broad audience the opportunity to be encouraged by what we've been encouraged by so we uh, we started last year 2018 and um, we were just kind of well we kicked off by we had a really generous gift from uh, someone who's partnered with us that gave us the opportunity to get going with it and just started talking to friends of ours and um, asking them to contribute and whether that's whether it was an interview or an article and yeah just started to kind of piece it together and not really knowing how it was going to turn out because it's just a bit of a faith journey like I feel like God's asked us to do this yeah way for us to do it let's just see what happens and um so yeah. we're, it all kind of came together that we had a bit of a um interesting uh journey with the printing side of things where we just kind of hit some snags and um it's a long story for another day but uh, kind of just a few obstacles that we had to yeah. get over but eventually got to that first september and managed to distribute ten thousand of those copies like all over the uk yeah and um it's just been amazing to hear people's feedback around like oh this is not just it looks nice because it does look nice it looks but, great <laughs> <laughs> thank you um but actually uh started really encouraging people and and there was one student who wasn't um well she wasn't part of our church I'm not sure if she's going to any church actually but um she was on a train journey and didn't have anything to read mm. and um I think she picked up a friend's copy and just like oh like I'll just take this with me it looks all right um yeah. train journey read cover to cover and got in touch with us off the back of it got connected with um the local church that we're based out of in Manchester and and then just it was right towards the end of her degree but she was able to the last few months really build some community and get really set up for that next season and and that just started because of a nice looking publication she saw on on the side in her friend's house and um so yeah that it's been really fun really fun doing that and then yeah and then volume two this time around has been great we um with the first one we were very much thinking about freshers like what happens yeah. when you arrive at you, that whole like um, you know culture shock? Who you're going to be? Who you're going to follow? All those kind of things. And um, so that was the heart behind the first one. The second one, we were thinking a bit more about second year students. Students are a bit more established. You know, you're right in the yeah. thick of it. And the the temptation is to get settled, like to get mm. settled into into your Christian bubble or into whatever bubble you find yourself in. Yeah. And we really we really just wanted to use this publication to call people out of that 
mm. and to actually what what adventures has God putting on your heart? What does it look like to get beyond the sort of safety of the four walls of the church and actually go and, yeah. and bring his king out there? Um, so uh, that was really a heart behind the second one. And it's been really fun to get that out there this, this term. That's awesome. Yeah, like I said, it looks great. And I completely agree with that. I remember when I was at uni, one of the things that we would say was that like, if, if the early like society you're part of is the CU, that's a problem. <laughs> like, yes, if you only exactly. live, if you only hang out with Christians, live with them, you only talk to them on your course, and you're you've closed off the rest of the world. Totally, totally. Yeah, and, but it's so tempting. I mean, yeah, like for me, and there's probably a lot of people's experience. Like you don't, you might not have had Christian friends at home, so it's quite yeah. exciting yeah. to come and be like, oh yeah, there's people that love Jesus, and that's brilliant. And it's not like that's not okay. That's an amazing part of uni but it's just like not getting um limited with that i think is really important yeah for sure and um so those two books are quite like i know they're like massive so it's going to be hard to kind of pick out like only like a couple things but what are some tips you would give to freshers what are some tips you would give to like returners for like second or third year yeah yeah i think freshers i mean it sounds obvious but finding community is just a big one yeah. Like, um, every, everything's up for grabs, like whether you feel pretty settled in who you are coming away to uni or whether you've been sort of wrestling with that, it's still, it's a fresh start for everyone. And, yeah. and that, and that can be a bit intimidating sometimes, but actually it's an amazing opportunity. And, and so I would just, I'd think, who do you want to be? What kind of person do you want to be? Um, mm. what does it, what does it look like to follow Jesus? Um, what does it look like to find purpose in him? And what does it look like to find with his family like I think if you prioritize those things then everything else follows like the the temptations to think about okay like what does what does behavior look like and that sort of we think about Christians and we kind of are you know think about behavior management and it's just like I don't I don't think that's the fullness of what God has for us like that stuff follows that follows on afterwards but more importantly is is what kind of person do I want to be and Um, how can I find family? How can I find purpose? All that kind of stuff. So my number one tip would be just find community, find church family, yeah. and really invest in it and grow, and actually let that influence how you live your life. Don't just see it as a optional extra mm. or just kind of like part of this pick and mix personality. But actually, this is this is who I am, and I'm living from this place. That would that would definitely be number yeah. one. For and then I think for returning students, yeah, kind of that whole sense of not getting too comfortable yeah and too too settled and actually what does it look like to have a generous approach to the university like you know I'm I might be really settled I might have found some friends found some community got in my rhythm like and and I'm feeling pretty good but actually what do people need like how how like where do people need to know about Jesus or what where does part of university look like not God's kingdom that makes yeah. sense you know and what can we do about it and and not just think oh I'm good so I'm just going to continue on this path but yeah. how can I t- take the equity of me and my life and my story and spend it for the benefit of someone else yeah that's yes. yeah that's great that's awesome and how about yourself if there was if you could go back in time and there was one thing you could do differently at uni what would it be ah oh, that's that's a big one do you know what I, it probably is like join a niche sports society 
<laughs> yeah. So I, I played football at uni, yeah. which was cool. Um, it was intense. Like it was really serious. Training mm. twice a week, playing playing twice a week, um, and I, it was good. Like I definitely got quite good at football during that point. Yeah. But um, I didn't really enjoy it, and I did, um, and I wish I'd done like frisbee or American football or something yeah, like that, yeah. and just kind of like I've played football for twenty years, so um, just done something that was a bit broader. That would that yeah. would generally probably be my number one. Um, That's a great shout. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I, I, I remember I, doing it. I remember seeing the Winter Sports Society, and I was always yeah. like, mm, that could that could be cool, but never got around to doing it. Yeah, totally. I uh, well, I think I signed up for the Jude. And then didn't follow that through, um, unsurprisingly. And I signed up for the comedy society, but they never emailed me back. So I guess I'm missing my calling. We just think you're not funny, like off the bat. Yeah, yeah. just from just from reading uh, your name, cool. you know, it's not going to work out. <laughs> that was also that's really great advice. It was really great chatting to you a bit about campus, campus waking, and what you do in the heart of that. Uh, is where can we find about more about you guys? Yeah, well, probably, well, directly, you can go to our website, so that's campusawakening.co.uk. Uh, we're on Instagram, at campus underscore UK, and then Twitter, Facebook as well, like, same thing. But, um, so, yeah, Instagram's probably the best place to stay connected with everything we've got going on. there you have it some really solid advice for students especially if you're a fresher and it was just great listening to Ralph and all he had to say and I think for me it really hammered home that uni doesn't have to be a scary place for Christians it's actually a great opportunity to share and live out the gospel in a new context so uh, my advice would be make sure you don't waste it guys what about you if you could go back to your uni days what's the one thing you would do differently not to try and bleach my own hair. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a life lesson, not necessarily yeah. just a uni lesson, but um, can we see photos? <laughs> that actually didn't turn out too bad. It hurt a little bit. <laughs> I would definitely try and find something a bit more useful to do with my ridiculously long holidays, rather than <laughs> yeah. just chilling out or getting a part-time job that the bills I suppose but if there was something I could do in that time that would really ramp up the experience my experience and um, I mean yeah help with life a bit more <laughs> I would have spent less money on delivery and just like walked it to the places <laughs> myself basically oh, they rinse you <laughs> <laughs> can I just say that did anyone get dominoes every Tuesday yeah was yes. it just me okay that's about <laughs> it <laughs> but I think my, my advice or one thing would be always leave three pounds for a kebab at the end of the night. It's, um, <laughs> Budgeting 101. <laughs> rather than you kind of come out of the bar and you're really hungry and you've got no money. I'd so, tips with economic credit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was Great. So if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, make sure you hit subscribe and tell other people about it too. And we'll be back very soon.